You're listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey, The Good, The Bad, and The Branding with Danielle Clem, the weekly podcast created for fellow entrepreneurs, whether just starting out, established in your business, or simply testing out the waters. We're here to put the real back in entrepreneurial reality. Each episode guides you through the different paths walked and lessons learned by fellow bosses, how they got through it, and tips that got them there sprinkled in with a little business branding and a whole lot of heart. One question is, are you ready to dive in? Here's your host, designer, marketer, and frequent iced coffee drinker, Danielle Clem. Hey guys, today we have on Britt Carmichael, who is the founder of Shine School, an online course to help women return to radical self-love and shine from the inside. She is a spiritual mentor, motivational speaker, psychic medium, hairstylist, and empowerment coach for female entrepreneurs. Britt is known for her spirit, truth telling style, and her ability to make women beautiful inside and out. Welcome to the show, Britt. Thank you so much for having me, Danielle. Thank you. I can't wait for as many people to hear this because I think it's going to be a fantastic episode, especially because you're one of the few people who not only is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, but a successful one who actually enjoys both of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, if you, if, you, if you can get paid for your passion, why not have multiple ones? Exactly. <laughs> so I love to begin the show with the beginning of your journey and then end with the present and future. So I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about how you grew up to kind of what led you to going down this path. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I grew up in a really small country town called Farmersville, Texas. And um, I, I like to best represent it as saying you can't put a square or a star in a square shaped box. And that's how I felt like I felt like a star and Farmersville felt like a square and I just didn't fit in like I dressed differently. I followed my heart, which was always against what everyone else said. And I just always was a little bit different. I'm sure a lot of people can identify with that because essentially we all are unique, but I definitely felt like one of those black sheep type people. Yeah. And that caused me um, a lot of emotional um, and self-love issues because I would start to second guess myself and say, well, am I weird or why am I doing this differently? Or why do I not want to do this like everyone else? And I started to put my, I started to fit my little square or my star into that square box, unfortunately. And I'm sure, again, many of you can relate because at first we come out, we're authentic. We know who we are. We're just carefree children with all these big dreams and then school and society and all of that starts to happen. Mm -hmm. And then we start to second guess ourselves and living in a small town. I didn't really have too much to compare. And we didn't have like Facebook and Google back then, you know, <laughs> I didn't have the Instagram feed to look and go, oh, wow, there's other people doing other things or, oh, I'm, I'm not alone. There are other people that feel this way. So I kind of went into hiding and I shut down all of my natural intuitive abilities. I stopped trying to be that authentic version of myself. I started trying to wear Abercrombie and fit in with the sports team. And, you know, I tried to be who I wasn't and it didn't feel good. And that not feeling good led to a lot of self-hate and a lot of negative inner judgment and criticism. All to now flash forward to realize that had I just stayed my authentic unicorn sparkly self, I would have never had to go through all the like, not, I don't love myself. It's because the self that I was being wasn't who I really was. 
Yes. And first of all, I want to say to the audience, too, you will never find her now in Abercrombie anything. Nor could I ever <laughs> see you in Abercrombie anything. I know. I mean, like rainbow outfits. Yes. Like unicorn horns. Lisa yes. Frank but to like, the most. Yes. But like not. Ab- Sorry. I just that like it wasn't me. And mm-hmm. um, and I think that's why I was suffering internally. My inner voice was like, well, you're this and you're that and blah, blah, blah. And we all have that inner mean girl, that inner critic that has something negative to say. And I fast. Well, fast forward. So I grew up in a small country town. I was, I was the weird one, but I was the dreamer also. I think that's why I was the weird one. Cause I wasn't following the rules. I was wanting to create my own and fast forward to age 20. I started my own hair salon, which I've now had for over a decade. Uh, and I was told to go to college. My parents said, but you're too smart to be a hairdresser. Meanwhile, my mom was a hairdresser. I'm like, well, <laughs> That's kind of rude to you, <laughs> you know? Um, and I just said, you know what? I'm going to, fo- I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of trying to people please. I'm sick and tired of trying to be like everyone else. I'm going to finally for once do what I want to do. Cause it was like right after I graduated high school. So I was like, I've been in prison long enough. Yes. And that was the moment I decided I'm going to be a hairdresser and I don't care what anyone else thinks. And that was it. That was the turning point for me. It was in that moment that everything began to shift in my life because I decided that was the key. I decided that I was going to be the leader of my life, that I knew what was best for me. And so I went to hair school and I opened a hair salon and I didn't go work for anyone else because I thought it could be done better. So entrepreneur, there you go. I was six years, actually, I was six years old collecting aluminum beer cans from my trailer park neighborhood because I thought we needed to create a more beautiful earth and we shouldn't be littering. And I heard that you could turn that aluminum in for cash. And so my dad tells the story of me taking all these beer cans up to the aluminum for cash place and the guy's eating his lunch and his mouth is full. And he says to me, I'm six years old. He says, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be talking with my mouth full. And I replied, as long as you're talking cash, I don't care. (laughs) So I was born to be an entrepreneur. I was born to create new rules. I was born to break the ones that don't align with my own. And I say that in a holistic way. I'm not here like, you know, doing things that don't feel good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like going to prison kind of breaking rules, but like, you don't have to just cut or just color as a hairdresser. That was a rule that I broke. I decided I'm going to do both. And so I did both. I started my own salon and I did both. And I've been very successful at it over the last 10 years. And in doing that, it's led to, like you said, multiple passions, working with women behind the chair. Oh my gosh, I can't help but listen to how they think and feel about themselves. And it's brutal. Mm -hmm. So I had to look inside and ask myself those questions. Well, do I know what I'm passionate about? Do I love myself? Am I taking care of my body? And the answer to a lot of those things was no. So I had to do the work. And so I started doing the work in 2012. My mom had a massive stroke that paralyzed her. I almost died on a mountain in Colorado. And I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of dieting, exercising, not losing the weight, losing the weight, and then putting it back on. And I was just done. And that was, that was another turning point. So one, the first lesson was when I was 20, I decided, period. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when was the first time you actually made a real decision in your life where you said, no, this is what's right for me. So many times we're told what to do by so many people. We just follow it blindly. 
till one day we wake up and we're like, this isn't the life that I dreamed of for myself when I was younger. This is somebody else's dream. And then you wake up. And then that's when you're called to take that next responsibility in your life. And that's to ask yourself, well, who am I? What am I doing? What do I love? And I started doing the work. And in doing the work, I realized I, I could help so many other women ask themselves those questions. What are you passionate about? What are those pains from the past or the labels that you're still carrying that are limiting you? Or what are those fears that stop you from just having the courage to say, yes, I'm going to try this new thing? So I began to implement those in my own life. And in doing that, you can't help but want to teach people when your life starts to get better and you start to make more money and you start to make a difference, you want to do that for other people. Yeah. And so life coaching naturally was the next step for me. I was already doing it behind the chair. I just didn't know that I was doing it. I, I thought I was doing the highlights. But what I realized is the work that I was doing was empowering and inspiring and, and shaking up people's beliefs and, and questioning, what are you doing? What are your habits? Where are you spending all of your time? So life coaching naturally was the next step for me. So I still own my hair salon. I am a life coach. And, and in all that crazy uncovering and self-discovery, I also learned that, well, we're all psychic, but I happen to be quite intuitive. And so I tapped into that part of myself. So I have a business that ranges from making your hair beautiful to connecting with your heart. <laughs> And overcoming your health issues because, you know, I've lost over 75 pounds and I've maintained a, a perfect health according to my blood draw, you know, and my <laughs> doctor stats and my own energy levels and the way that I feel. I was lethargic before. I was overweight and carrying a lot of baggage, energetic baggage and physical baggage. Today, I don't carry that anymore. And it's because I've done the work. One thing that I love too about all that you do, the there is a certain theme for that. And like you said, it's to um, help women shine from the inside out. And you do that with every single service that you provide and products now with the Shine School. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's really my mission in life is to remind women how brilliantly powerful they are and that their true beauty, the thing that attract, like we all want to be beautiful, but the thing that attracts that real beauty, that essence that we're actually looking for is when you have the confidence to just step out into the world and say, this is me, like this is who I am and I love and accept myself and I don't give a shit what you guys think. And that to me is the ultimate freedom that I'm here to empower and educate women to come back to that. Yes, and I think what's great too is listening to your story over again, I heard this a while ago and I think it's very true is that usually what happens is the problems that you have earlier in life that you over, overcome, you actually start to teach on or teach others about. So same thing with your self-love and self-hate and how you said if you went down a certain path, you would have never had to go through that. However, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now without that. Absolutely. Literally just before this call, I was on a call with a coaching client and I was telling her the things that we resist the most are pain. Those pain points are the things that we end up teaching and inspiring on. So it's not until you can forgive the lesson that you learned, because it was probably painful. You have to forgive yourself. You have to forgive others sometimes. That's a huge part of the work that we do together. Um, and then you have to understand, like, this lesson taught me something very valuable. Like, it was painful and it was a struggle 
and maybe even traumatic. But today I can look back and say, wow, if that didn't happen to me, if I didn't struggle with my weight, if I didn't struggle with my confidence, if I didn't struggle with learning to be an entrepreneur, how in the hell would I be a qualified person to tell anybody anything? Um, <laughs> no offense to any, any fat nurses out there, but <laughs> I, here's what I say. How, why would you ever take it, advice from a fat nurse? It's true. Do you under, I mean, you understand the reference again, not trying to be hateful, but if you are one of those people, get your shit in check, do the work. And that's just the kind of coach I am. If there's a responsibility that needs to be taken, we take it. We don't blame life anymore. We take responsibility and we take action. Yes. I, I believe the same thing too. I think what I noticed growing up too, is I would see a lot of nurses on their break smoke and yeah. I was just like, what in the world are you doing? Like you, like, like you said, it's, it's allowing yourself to stay stuck in that route. However, you're telling others to do the opposite. It's a very, uh, interesting way of going about life for sure. And I think what would be great for the audience to hear too is kind of when you started your hair salon for the first time, or even when you moved into the coaching aspect of it, what was the internal and external struggle? For example, a lot of people when they start out might have family or friends that uh, don't understand or kind of are against what they're doing or for internally, although you worked on a lot of mindset stuff, did you ever have any problems with imposter syndrome or comparison starting out? Well, I think in the beginning, we all kind of like hit that comparison syndrome because we have to look outside of ourselves and say, hey, who is successful in this realm of business so that I can model and emulate for the beginning so that I can learn and understand how this works and what I'm doing. I looked to great hairdressers in the beginning, Vidal Sassoon and Beth Minardi and all, all kinds of other amazing hairdressers. And I, here, I learned this really early on and I think this helped. Don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. That to me set me in the right mindset of I am a student, I am learning. I'm not meant to be an overnight, they say it takes 10 years to create an overnight success. So I think I entered in with the right mentality of knowing like I am at the beginning. I like everybody sucks in the beginning. I always joke around and tell my clients like, you think the first haircuts I ever did looked as good as these $105 haircuts now? <laughs> oh, hell no. I'm sorry to all the people 10 years ago that I experimented on, you know? Yeah. But it was that practice that brought me to $105 haircuts today. One so, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's great. I think, I mean, 100%, I could listen to you forever. You have such a passion behind your voice. With every word you speak, it's beautiful. Um, but I think what would be great or that I even heard within uh, what you were saying, which I think needs to be said now, is that in today's society, it's very easy to kind of have social media as a duality between using it as a sense of inspiration, but also having to go the other part of it where it's the comparison part. So I love, I mean, I think I still use this quote to this day when people ask what's one of the best business advice that I've ever received. It was that because especially in what, we do or what really anyone does on the online or business nowadays there's not many businesses out there that are truly original and i don't mean that in a rude way but more in the sense of there are coaches there are mentors there are designers there these the the thing that makes you different is you and i think what's beautiful about that is that you also help see that you're not getting bogged down by those higher up hairstylists saying that oh it's only they can get the only clients or this is only for them or the ones who have been there for a while. You really allow yourself to sit in it and really be a sponge rather than 
kind of going the opposite way and seeing all of it in the negative side. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you know, so many people can get caught up in that and going, wow, there's so many coaches online now. There's so many authors. There's so many hairstylists. There's so many bloggers. There's so many photographers. Mm -hmm. But that like, yes, there is. But just like you said, what you offer, your unique eye, your perspective take, the way that you sound, the way that you look, all of that contributes to your unique magic around it. And so many people say, use the excuse, but there's so many, whatever, whatever's, why would I even try? But had I said that 10 years ago as a hairdresser, well, there's already a Vidal Sassoon. Why would I even try? Then I would have missed out on the last 10 years of changing women's lives, not just their hair color, but what I, like what we've done is changed lives in that salon. So had I started out with that fear mentality of like, but there's so many other people, then I would have missed out on the greatest gift that life had to offer me. So if you're one of those people right now that are saying, but there's so many whatever whatevers, yeah, there are. There's so many freaking people in the world and like only so much many things to do. You know, so like find what it is you love to do and start now because practice will create perfection over time, but it takes time. No one's going to be freaking Michael Jordan, their first shot at the free throw line ever. Yes. Ever. So you just start now. <laughs> Who cares if you suck? Start now. And the great thing is too, and I think this plays back into it. I think it was yesterday I heard one of Gary Vaynerchuk's um, interviews and he was saying, Pay very close attention to who gives you advice because what happens is that people, like you said, they'll look at others and they think they're doing great, whatever. You never really know. Social media and even their websites or Facebook, whatever, is a highlight reel. Not mm -hmm. many actually stand in their authentic truth and say, here I am. This is actually what's happening. You don't know their income. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know their relationship. So I think that what you said is very true. And I think Something that even I've come to terms with recently is there are amazing designers or there are amazing coaches. However, you don't know what they're going through. You don't know if they're actually successful, you know? And I think that it's great to talk about this because it helps show other people that there are people on the other side of that screen. And they probably, no offense, they want what you have, but you have to actually be there and show up like fully. That's why my first episode, I talked about my mom and stepmom's passing, not because I wanted pity, but because people can connect with that. And if I let that hide behind me, it's more of just going to sit by the wayside when that actually helped make me into who I am. And same thing with you going through that self-love transformation, it made you into who you are. Absolutely. And I think that's why I can so easily accept life's challenges today because I look back at all the challenges that I've gone through and they've all shaped me to be a better version and a more authentic and loving version of myself. So now when I'm coming up against a challenge or something that is resistant or, or whatever word you want to label it, I always just go right into it head first and say, okay, like I'm ready for this. Like what like I know that I will be at a higher level when I come out the other side of whatever this challenge or struggle is. And, you know, if, if we could all just take that mentality of like the butterfly, the caterpillar doesn't go into the chrysalis afraid that he's going to turn into mush. The caterpillar goes, it builds his own chrysalis because he knows that on the other side of that transformation, he's going to have wings. Yeah. Wings. So know that 
this transformation that you're currently going through, because if you've been guided to this podcast and you're listening to this message, then you are in a transformation. Yes. <laughs> that, that is what I offer to the world is taking that mush and that darkness and that unclear, like uncertainty and lack of clarity while you're in the chrysalis. And I'm that person that whispers in your ear, you've got this, your wings are forming, just spread them. That's the type of person and mission that I'm on. I'm on that mission to remind people that in the dark, in the, in the challenge, in the struggle, there is light at the end of the tunnel every single time, no matter how freaking hard the struggle is. There's always something beautiful, something life's golden lesson on the other side of your struggle. I 100% agree with that. And I think that it'd be great to hear too, because everyone, like you said, everyone needs that light of the tunnel. And the hard part about that is sometimes they don't know how to get there or they're not sure what's the right way to go. And I wonder for, you know, when you help your clients out, what's one or two of the most common challenges you see them have before you guys start to work together? Great question. Um, some of the common challenges, well, fear as a blanket, like yeah. we can just throw that out there. Fear is one of the most common things that stop people from authentically stepping out into who they are. I always like to remind people like of my own journey and having to step out as my authentic self. Like we talked about, I always like to remind them, like try coming out of the spiritual closet as a psychic medium in Texas. <laughs> you know yes. what I'm saying? So like, I understand the fear of wanting to step out as your authentic self, especially if you're a psychic medium in Texas. I get it because you're different. People won't understand you. They'll challenge you. But the truth is here. I will leave you with this quote. Georgia O'Keeffe says, I've settled it for myself that all compliments and criticisms will go down the same drain and I am quite free. So to me, all fears can go down the same drain because they all are a projection of what if I fail? What if I'm not good enough? This person said this in the past that I'm not good enough. Or what if I'm not worthy? Or what if I won't make enough money? All of these fears, no matter what category they are in or where they come from or, or what belief they stem from, they're all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be honest. So fear is the first thing that people, that people resist that they come up with when coaching is like, oh my God, I'm afraid. What if I do this? It typically starts with what if I, and then it goes on the negative side of that conversation. But just like we talked about, I, I prefer to reframe in the positive, but what if I do succeed? But what if I do try this and I learn something about myself? This is the way that I like to look at it. So I'm always reframing fear for clients in wanting to do this work like we talk about. And the other thing, the other thing I think also stems from fear, but is what if, what will my family think? What will my friends think? What will the people that knew me as this old version wearing this mask, what will they think of me? Yeah. But the truth is they either will accept you or they won't. And the ones that will are the ones that you keep and the ones that won't, you'll never see again. So don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. And I think this actually plays really well to what you do and kind of every facet of who you are. And I think it'd be really interesting for the listeners to hear what is the or the top two most proudest 
accomplishments or uh, transformations that you've made in your life? For example, whether it's before you started your hair salon to now, what has been the thing that lights you up every time you think of it? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I think the first thing that comes to mind was a particular situation where when we started doing the work, I, I never have said this phrase, but apparently this is the phrase we're going with on this podcast. When I started doing the work, when I asked that question, who am I, and started uncovering pieces of my past that were holding me back or those fears or those labels that I was still carrying with me, I started with doing um, hypnosis and guided meditation. And my husband was the one that guided me through all of this. He was really helping me to clear up my mindset. And at that time, we were going to this float tank, like float spot place where you get hydro massages and do those float deprivation tanks. And the, the, the owner of this place, I'll never forget this. This was a proud moment for me. It also really pissed me off too. So I was pissed <laughs> and proud at the same time. So he says to me, I come in, I've been coming, I go every day. This was like my meditation and my physical healing. So I, I went every day. He knew us, like he knew us. Like most people don't hang out with every day of my life, but that was a place that I was showing up consistently every day. So he got to know me like the, like the me, you know, not yeah. just the, Hey, how are you? Okay, thanks. I'm going to get a massage. So I come in one day and he says to me, wow, Brittany, you're a different person. And he looks at Chris and he was like, look what you did to her. Oh. And I was so fucking mad because I was like, no, I did this work. I chose to heal my pain. I chose to forgive those things that could be seemingly unforgivable, but I will never be free if I don't let them go. I did the fucking work. So I was pissed for one. Yeah. <laughs> but I was also really, really proud. I was so proud of myself for doing the work, the transformation, the healing, the forgiving, the releasing, the embracing, the loving. I was so proud of myself that someone that knows me but doesn't know me, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. can see that I have, tr I have been transforming. I am turning into a different person. And that, that different I chose to, to take responsibility of my life. So that was one of the most proud moments that I can think of. But I mean, there's so many because you've lived like, a very I, I'm, <laughs> great I, like, life. It's my life. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just like, it's my life. I, we should all be proud of everything. Even the shitty things that we've done, we should be proud of because that taught us that it's not authentically aligned with our soul and it doesn't feel good. And so we won't do that again. I was proud that I got caught stealing as when I was 16. Let's talk about that. Because that changed my life. I, I woke up to the reality, like, who is this person? This is just bad influence. I'm hanging out with the wrong people. I'm doing the wrong stuff. And so I woke up. So that was a proud moment. So even in the shitty times, we should be proud. I, don't, I can't think of a specific time. I mean, just doing the work, waking up, well, letting go of my past, you know? I think the beautiful part, too, is you love every part of yourself. It's not like you're trying to, like you said, mask away the part of when you were caught stealing or anything like that, you really embody each part of yourself because it, it comes together as you. Well, if we're going to be whole, holistic, then we can't sever and cut off some of the shadows that we don't fully embrace at this point in our life, you know? 
Yeah. Well, to help us move into a lighter <laughs> note for this one, <laughs> I think it'd be great for everyone because it's my favorite part of the, the podcast is knowing a little bit about your branding and kind of how you wanted to show up in the world. And I think what's beautiful for those who don't know what you look like for the longest time you've had pink, purple, blonde. I mean, you've had every almost every color of hair and with your colors, I think they also embody that as well. So I wonder, did you have a process when you chose not only your name, but to stand up as Britt Carmichael, but also to have those pinks and purples and all of those enriching colors? Yeah. So uh, when I was 18, talking about getting my star shaped self out of that square box, I dyed my hair pink. And I just was like, screw it. If I dye my hair pink, then that means I won't be able to get a normal job. And I won't be able to be hired at this or that. And then I started tattooing myself. Well, I didn't tattoo it. I went and got <laughs> tattooed. And that, to me, was another symbol, another brand saying, I, I will do what I want to do. This is who I am. I'm going to creatively express myself. So I think my branding started really when I was like 19, 20 years old with the, my brand was, F you world, I'm not going to look like the Abercrombie skinny models that you're trying to shape everyone into. It's different today. Now that we've had social media, more people see different walks of life. Like there's so much more blended and like diversity that's happening. But without all that social media, if you grow up in a small white country town, like that's what you know, you know? So I, I feel like my branding started then and it was bold. And that's been a word that could describe me for my whole life, bold, but pink, I chose pink because as bold as I am and as brutal as I am, sometimes, <laughs> I really sat in the masculine energy. I was really push, 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 go, 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 knock, knock them down if they stand in your way. And to me, that, that masculine mentality is, is outdated and it's, it's, it needs to go, period. And I feel like a more feminine, um, receptive and flowing and loving energy needs to be brought in. And so I chose pink to represent that loving and gentle feminine side of myself that I want to embody more of. I wanted to create more balance in my own life. Um, and I thought bringing pink in would really bring in that loving and nurturing and, and sweet quality because for so many years of my life, I was hiding behind a, a, a mask of bitchiness and anger and crazy. <laughs> and pink to me really shows that soft, gentle side that I can still be bold, but I can also be gent gently bold about it. I don't have to be screaming and shouting, hey, look at me, look at me. And I feel like pink represents that for me. Yeah. And I think what's great, too, is like you said I think it's very easy nowadays when you get started in the entrepreneur space, but really any part of it, you have to kind of embrace some part of the masculinity at first because you really have to get in the zone and start to really acquire information, do these type of things. But you realize there's a certain point that you hit where it's like that's not long term how you can live. And I love that you mentioned that you actually brought it in through the color. And what's even interesting to me is that uh, I don't think I, I have even heard you mention before the masculine part as it's I, now that you said it, I can see it because of the way that you speak with such passion and heart. You have that side of you, but it, you also come from the state of 
um, beauty, I mean, from hair and all these things that really help blend together. And same thing with, like, the color purple, because I love color theory. It's literally blue, which is usually masculine, masculine, and pink, which is feminine, together. And I think you embody those two parts so well that pink and purple and all these type of parts just really blend so well for you and especially the word bold that a hundred percent a hundred percent goes for you (laughs) definitely like bold and fierce are two easy words to describe me and I think that's why I chose such soft and gentle inviting like feminine colors so that it would be the perfect blend of femininity and masculinity because yeah I am a leader and I have a voice and I will use my power but today I use it in a loving way and a way that supports and nurtures other people as opposed to before when it was all about me, which our lives are all about me for a long time until we wake up and realize like we're not the only one here, you know? Um, and I think me being a Libra definitely plays to the fact that I needed more balance in my life and to bring more of that feminine energy, that goddess divine energy back into my life. I love that. And I love to ask this question to each part of my guests for kind of like the last question of the episode is now that we're finally talking about the present and future and kind of where you're at, I'd love to know, and listeners would love to know as well, is what are you currently working on that you can kind of give the audience a little taste on what they can look out for? Ooh, so funny because I was going to talk to you about this, Danielle. (laughs) Um, I'm actually, a couple things I'm working on that I'm really excited. One, I'm working on an Oracle deck, um, like a Tarot and Oracle deck. I've never had a physical product before, so it's something that is challenging me. And like I said, I'm diving right into it going, wow, I can't wait to learn something I don't know, you know, like I don't know how to create a physical product. So that's something I'm really excited about that is challenging me as a business owner, um, but also allowing me to express my creativity and go down a path that really aligns with what it is that I want to share with the world. Um, what else? Um, I will be, lo- I'm relaunching Shine School this summer. You guys know I, I, well, if you don't know, I only open it up once a year. And Danielle has had the pleasure of being a student in Shine School. And this year I wanted to come up with a really cool like addition to Shine School. And I want to kind of like we're doing here, interview different um, industry leaders and dive deep into some of the topics that I offer in Shine School, like on a, a much more intimate level. And I started getting creative and I'm like, well, this could be a summit. Like I, I could, love that so like much. I could <laughs> turn this into a summit that leads into my launch of Shine School. And then for everyone that joins Shine School, they'll get access to all of the interviews. It'll be like a beautiful big bonus that I add into Shine School. So I am really, really pumped about that. Connecting and collaborating with other powerful, like-minded people right now is at the forefront of uh, what it is I'm doing in my life. Everything after you said the summit and interviews, everything for my brain was going off and saying, yes, like you have to do that. You have to do that because not only are you so articulate with your words, you also have the ability to balance it out and really hold space for people. So I think it'd be really beautiful to have that duality between you and the speakers. Yeah, I am so looking forward to it. It's been coming up intuitively for me, like keep reaching out. And honestly, like, let's be honest, like sometimes we're not always 100% in our business. In November of last year, I wrote down the full list of names of the people I want to interview. And I'm just now getting to that list. Like I need to email these people. So sometimes we're creatively inspired with a great idea, but it takes time and patience. It's not that I've been avoiding it or ignoring it, but 
now is the time that it's become in my forefront. It's come up to the surface to be recognized. And so I just want to encourage people. You're going to have an endless to-do list, especially if you're an entrepreneur. That list will be there until you are gone. And then when you're gone, it'll probably get longer because then you got to do funeral stuff. And like the list is always growing. You will always, you will die with your inbox full. So remember that you will be creatively inspired along the way. Write it down. Because if I didn't write down those names in November, I would not know who I'm going to reach out to today. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I get so many thoughts when I'm putting my head on the pillow to go to bed. It's, I mean, it's amazing. (laughs) So I completely agree. And (laughs) I think, oh, and just to let everyone know, all of her links will be down below so you can find her. Please check her out. There, She's doing some amazing stuff, especially with you and your husband, Chris. I think, I mean, everything you do is fantastic, but I'm probably a little bit biased. Um, <laughs> but there you guys yeah, have they Yeah, people probably don't know that you and I worked together, and it's been such a pleasure to watch you grow as an entrepreneur, especially for how young you are. People need to honor that and recognize, like, You don't have to be 45 to start a business and be successful. You can start now. Yeah, I think that's honestly one of the main reasons why I got into this too is because there really is nowadays no real uh, barrier to entry, you know? Absolutely. I mean, Google is your best friend. If you have a question, Google it. (laughs) Google and YouTube, they are your saviors. Yes, I mean, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, and I think actually a great quote to end this out with would be from Refolio where everything is figureoutable, period. Absolutely. I, I am a big proponent of that message. And I tell my clients that often, like, if you find yourself getting frustrated, remember Marie Forleo's figure outable. Like frustrated mm-hmm. equals there's something that it can be figured out. You just have to try a different approach or ask somebody else, you know? <laughs> exactly. And for all of you guys too, I am so glad that you guys came on here to listen and hear Britt and her amazing story. Thank you so much for coming on, Britt. It was truly fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the space to share. And anyone who's watching, the best advice that I could give you is to just be yourself. And that is enough. Yes. And I'm going to leave it there. So I will talk to you all in the next episode and I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey with Danielle Clem. If you like our show and want to know more, check out the show notes to join in the Insiders Facebook group, or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next week for another dose of business, branding, and everything in between. See you then.